This is an Indie Web Podcast, episode number nine. I recorded August 5th, 2018, and I am David Chansky, once again joined by Chris Altrich of bafosaco.com. Uh, so it is currently 11 p.m. East Coast time, and that makes it a little after 8 p.m. West Coast time, where you are. Yep. Uh, it is Sunday night, and as I was telling you before we started recording, this will be my last uh, recording for a few weeks in the United States because I am going away. But now permanently. Just uh, for no. a short while, then you'll be right back. The Most of the month of August. You're, you're taking an indie web vacation, right? Uh, well, there will be some indie web, and there will be some other stuff. But uh, basically, I will be working, and since I will be in a place where I know no one and I'm not really a nightlife person, it will be mostly some indie web stuff, some hanging around the room, and maybe a few other things. Well, that's not bad. Well, it so worked out mean, last year. Does that mean we have to do uh, we have to do some PR work for you for uh, Indie Web Camp New York uh, coming up in September? Well, uh, I planned on being back then, but uh, bear in mind that I know no one in New York who I think I could talk into coming to an event. <laughs> so you're you're going to go stump for it in Manila then? Well, if you can figure out how to do Homebrew Website Club Manila. Oh, there we go. Unfortunately, I'm working at that time. I'm do gonna... a virtual one. Yeah, yeah well, I'm going to do the virtual American one because I'll be awake. Okay. Uh, I'm told that I'm doing an 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. Uh, day over there. Okay, so your nightlife is covered. Yeah, I'm, but my day life... Uh, <laughs> it's going to be sleeping. Uh, basically. I hope the hotel has blackout curtains. Yeah, well, hopefully. We'll talk to them. Uh, the reviews say that they bend over backwards to make you happy. Well, that's good. Uh, that's so good. so uh, my plans to do a lot of indie web work aside, um, I've been doing a lot of indie web work. Yeah, you've been uh, running a crazy sprint since uh, Indie Web Summit in Portland. Well, I've been working on the same project. So I have not done, you know, usually I make the rounds, I work on something for a little while, I switch to another thing so that everything gets a little love. But for the most part, my sprinting has involved one project. Well, I think that one project is going to get a little bit of love to a bunch of small little places along the way. So well, it'll all come out. Well, um, I've been, this is the thing. Um, when I t um, said um, publicly that I was rewriting the MicroPub plugin, uh, Ryan Barrett, who is the creator of that plugin, uh, commented that that was probably inaccurate, and he's probably right. Yeah. Um, just because all of the original code, for the most part, is there. It just, I basically ripped it into smaller pieces and then started adding new functionality around it. Um, so there were parts that were ripped out. But a lot of the original guts are still there. Well, and if I'm not mistaken... You know, you probably finished the uh, the majority of the code rewrite on day one, and you've spent the rest of the time writing unit tests against the code 
ever since. Well, actually, I rewrote the code after I wrote. I wrote the code in in forty eight hours, but I spent the rest of the time rewriting it to be even better, and then testing it. Yep. So it's not the same version that I originally wrote. And some of the stuff I originally wrote still isn't in there. So with each revision, it gets a little better, and it has a media endpoint now. Congratulations. That's big. That's the big REST impact. API is now powering the thing, so all of the custom coding for that is gone. So basically, the original design was worked completely outside of WordPress. Mm-hmm. So it was like a, a piece that was lashed on to the side of WordPress and then dumped its data into WordPress. So the new version works more inside the system. So more WordPress-centric. Well, better integration, a um, little uh, easier to understand in some cases. A lot of the um, the functions were broken out into smaller pieces. Yeah. And at some point I may come back and do some more documentation. But I keep um, basically moving it around so it works in a different way than it used to, even though it still does the same thing. Yeah. Um, error handling was improved. And, and there what few- is, yeah, yeah. Then if I remember, you're taking little bits and pieces of uh, indie auth or commonalities between indie auth and micropub and separating them further or pulling them together or a little bit of both. Uh, well, both the indie auth plugin and micropub have to include a client piece because both have to have functionality to basically authorize a site using indie auth. So what the difference being that one version um, authorizes directly using the WordPress endpoint and the other has to use any arbitrary endpoint. So the code looked very different before and now it looks a lot closer. So there's a little bit of kind of overlapping functionality. Well, not exactly because if you activate the indie auth plugin, it turns off the equivalent code in the micropub plugin, which is what it did before. It just does it uh, a little more neatly. Yeah. And I'd written both versions. So the original version did the login, but I wrote the indie auth version, the current one that's in there, and I wrote the code that turned that the original code off. So I'd been involved in several of those pieces anyway. So. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, sometime around Thursday or Friday night, there's at least enough beta stability that one could run this new version of Micropub out of the GitHub repo. There's nothing wrong with it, as far as I know. Well, that's what I mean, is we can start banging on it for you. to. I tested every part of it, not just using unit testing. I tested it by running posts through Quill. Yeah. And there's still a few more things to do. Um, Some improvements to scope. Um, Some matching of user privileges to scope privileges. Um, some, if you actually look at the list of, um, issues that are currently open, let's see, what do we have here? Uh, some random PHP notices, 
uh, change in how properties are stored that start with MP. Improved locking of errors. And a few other minor things before I would probably go and ask for permission to push what's classified as version 2.0. Mm-hmm. So you're not really... There's no new functionality in it, per se. Oh, the median. The median point. Oh, the median point is really the big one, I guess. Well, there, uh, most of it is just setting up for a lot of new functionality. Yeah. So I may try to stick some in. Um, right now, I'm not sure what's left. Um, there is a was a comment that um, Aaron made that there is one feature of a media endpoint I didn't implement. And Quill actually uses it, so that would be a good motivation to try it. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a request to support the scope used by um, Indie Paper, so that would technically work. And a few other odd, odds and ends like that. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I wouldn't come back to it later, just the 2.0 version would go out. Well, you need something to go into version 2.0.1. Or 2.1.0. <laughs> that too. Well, ideally there isn't a 2.0.1 that shows up two days later when you find the the show-stopping bug. Well, the thing is all of the other plugins that I do are missing me. There are people who keep filing issues against the other ones and i feel like i should go fix some of those things for a bit yeah well i've been watching most of them and i think most of them are you know small fringe benefit little things or small tweaks that well i took a little time today and made some corrections to the indie web plugin there were a few minor things that somebody asked about yeah I'm impressed at how stable most of it has been in a general sense. Um, Well, everything to some degree is held together by enthusiasm. So you have all these little pieces and you try to stick them together in some logical sense. Yeah. And occasionally people do not agree with what you thought made sense at the time and sometimes you come back and didn't agree with what you thought made sense at the time. Yeah. But my hope is it continues to get better. Well, or little small little things when, you know, new mi- micro pub clients show up or small little bits of functionality that may not dovetail together as well. Well, the other thing I wanted to work on, uh, and this started uh, about a week ago, was something that our Correct, was working on, which was uh, rel alternate. So I'd like so to been, finish this up and yeah. actually and actually give that a shot because it was suggested as being a possible way um, to solve the WordPress um, microformats theme issue, which is that you can't really control the theme. Yeah. So if I'm not mistaken, one of the biggest issues a lot of people in the, particularly the WordPress world are facing when it comes to going indie web is there's only three or four themes that are really micro formats to compatible or friendly 
and people want to have more choice in that regard. And, you know, and half the fun of IndieWeb is being able to make your website look and do what you want it to look like and what you want it to, to do and func- how you want it to function. So I, I know there have been some people who, you know, although I have to say, too, I in the last year I have seen a huge number of people who are so excited to have things like web mention and micropub working, they literally have thrown everything out the window and says, who cares if it's going to work with one of these three or four themes, I'm going to use one of those because I'd rather have the functionality than have the look and the feel. Um, But I think it is nice to be able to hopefully get back to people allowing people to have more flexibility in what their site looks like, what it, you know, what it appears to be from the outside rather than being stuck with, you know, four flavors of ice cream. It's, you can eat chocolate every day or switch to vanilla, but, you know, every now and then it's nice to go into 31 flavors and go hog wild. So explain to us what this rel alternate proposed solution is and how it might work. Well, the idea is that um, rel equals alternate is a way to indicate that there's a link to an alternate representation of the current page. So the idea is that there'd be a link embedded in the page that says this is another version of the page that's marked up differently. For example, marked up as MF2JSON, which would mean there'd be a microformats version of the page. And in order to solve this problem, WordPress would have to have some sort of plugin. And again, other sites would support the same thing where it would allow an outputted version of any given post that was basically a gigantic microformat. Mm-hmm. So store it basically already parsed. So that would ha- have to happen on the output side, but it would also have to happen on the input side, semantic link backs, which picks up other sites would have to be able to read this. Uh, post kinds, which has a parser of its own, would have to be able to look for it. So all the consumers would have to be able to find this and all the publishers would have to be able to produce it. Mm-hmm. So now if one has been relying on proper microformats to to be able to parse a page and get all this data out in the first place, how then can one generate that to create a real alternate version in some other method? Well, it depends on how you store your stuff. So let's say you already store your stuff using those properties, then it's probably very easy to generate one. Yeah, so if I'm using, let's say, Sempress is my theme. Okay, well, you're thinking on the theme level. This is not on the theme level, this is on the data level. So basically it would take, a, it would take the post object which has all of the properties, convert them into micro formats and just output that. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm using something like PostKinds. Already does it actually. That's, you know, it's, it's pulling in and parsing and putting most of that data out for us already, which is half the fun of using it is it's at least wrapping that section that it's responsible for in the proper pieces. So outputting that data is fine. So then but it's, the it's already pieces, done it, by the way. Yeah. 
Oh there's, yeah, no, I saw in the chat you mentioned the other day. There's a function inside PostKind that takes a post object and turns it into a microformats object. It's been in there since October. Yeah. So that that piece is already built, but I'm saying, you know, if we've got if I'm putting other content in the body of my post or things like a featured photo, because of where those are stored and how they're stored, you can essentially go in and and convert parse, those, parse those pieces individually instead of worrying about the theme doing it. And then and output then, it into a file. And then output it. That's a pretty slick idea. Yeah, well, I'd like to give it a try. And it was, a, if I remember, it was Aaron came up with this idea for something he was working on this week, right? Yeah, he was suggesting it. And I was going to give it a shot. The only question is, is it the consuming side first or the publishing side first? Because the consuming side is relatively easy. You look for the rel alternate link, and then you start into your existing parse. Mm -hmm. Since the parser already actually is designed to take an MF2 JSON object and do something with it. So just bypass that and if it finds the alternate link, do that before it does the parsing of the page. Well, and in this case, too, the the rel alternate. Well, I guess if there are even multiple alternate versions of a page, a parser should be able to pick the one that it prefers flavor-wise from the get-go, rather than being reliant on, here's the canonical version. And then here's two other alternate versions. It'll know which alternate version it wants or is looking for, ideally. Uh, and then has the ability to fall back on something else. Well, the idea is it would fall back on traditional parsing. Yeah. So beyond that... Well, and I guess after... then, if, if you build this in, too, which, which piece of the... This, you know, the six or seven plug-in, you know, smorgasbord does does this get shuffled into semantic link semantic link banks? Okay. Oh, it or it's already have... there, and it's already there. A big chunk of it's already there in semantic link banks, anyway. Oh, remember, it something already takes MF2 JSON and parses it. I, would, I assume it doesn't parse it; it tries to extract data from it. The parsing is done by the PHP MF2 library, and this would basically just bypass that. So instead mm -hmm. of trying to derive it from the page itself, you would find the alternate version and just load it in. So that's an yeah. easy that's an easy changeover. Then same thing would have to happen in PostKinds, which attempts to parse other sites to basically show link previews. Mm -hmm. And then even given the way this setup is it also may potentially make an easier and smoother transition into things like Gutenberg for WordPress when it comes out, you know, sometime foreseeably in the next month or so. I'm each, still avoiding each, it. Each block of Gutenberg can be output and stuck into the same type of rel alternate version. So that it should, at the end of the day, it shouldn't matter what you're using or how you're using it. it. 
I'm still you avoiding know. it. <laughs> I'm not ready for Gutenberg. As you should, I think. You know, I'm I'm happy to sit on version four point nine point nine point nine point nine until. Oh, you could also go to five and then just. Oh, turn it off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess they're allowing. That. We could do that, or go back to the. Uh, was it they're making the original UI as a, a separate plugin? We have to download and enable. Well, no, the plugin just disables Gutenberg. Or the classic editor Gutenberg. will still will still yeah. be there. Okay. They're not taking it out of core right now. They're just yeah, saying that say by de- if you that by default there won't be an option to turn off Gutenberg unless you install this plugin. Yeah. So you have to take affirmative. You it's sort of the you have to take affirmative action to do something. Yeah. But there's a lot of exciting things happening. Yeah. And if semantic link backs and postcons can consume, and a new plugin or an update to an old plugin can publish, then that adds to accuracy on all sites. People can just instantly enable it. They don't have to change their theme. They don't want to. Yeah. And, you know, admittedly, that means some sites won't be able to consume it if they don't support this. But I can't imagine that if a large percentage of sites start supporting rel alternate and MF2 JSON, that more consumers won't come along. Yeah. Because well, this is awesome because I, you know, I've been I've been itching to go back to my original Kubrick theme for decades now. You want to go all the way back to Kubrick? <laughs> I was trying to figure out if you're serious or not. No, I'm. I, somebody somewhere has got to have redone a version of Kubrick that's more modern facing than the original. I'm sure. Um, you know, Kubrick Nouveau. I can. There's got to be some theme in the repository with that name, but um, it would, would, you know, it would be nice to see, an, you know, an old Kubrick thing come back, come back to life. Well, you may be able to do it even if you don't plan on doing it. Indie, in, the IndieWeb Kubrick theme. I'll let you do that one. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not going to bother. In fact, more likely than not, all you know, even given the additional flexibility, I probably would either stick with what I've got now, or even you know, move to something like uh, independent publisher or some press. Anyway, I don't know. I keep thinking about as a service to the community, making SEMPRESS compatible with some of my work. Yeah, but I feel like I I bother the creator of those things often enough. <laughs> but I feel like I bother everybody who I send a lot of pull requests to. Yeah. No, well, and I, I think a lot of the community too. You know, certainly there's a a level of respect for people who are creating things, but I think sometimes folks are either reticent to say, "Oh, hey, this doesn't work for me. Can you help me out?" Or, well, hey, I appreciate I had, that I, too. How I, dare I, your, your plugin doesn't work? The one that you didn't pay for. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, you know, it's one of those you got to realize, okay, I'm, I'm not going to drop my, you know, work on my day job to fix this one tiny thing right now, this minute. Um, well, again, there are some things where I have jumped, not during my, affecting my day job, but there are things where 
it was simple enough that I just did it and released it as quickly as possible. Yeah. No, I think actually you're, you know, for what you get paid for doing all this, you are probably more responsive even than you probably should be. But um, again, I see things coming very close to where I want them to be. Yeah. A few days ago, um, I've been setting up all of this technology for my trip as well as more practical packing. But um, my copy of tiny, tiny RSS, which I used as my feed reader um, was malfunctioning and I decided to just migrate over to fresh RSS, which is another one, even though I'd like to be the next time I migrate over to a micro sub reader, mm-hmm. but I don't have one. So I'll just have to wait until someone builds one. Oh, wait a minute. Somebody's building one. Yeah. And God bless him. Oh, well, I may hop in at some point. Well, is anybody when I I said that I just realized how that sounded. (laughs) Anyway, um, just because some of the code actually is very familiar, Mm -hmm. Uh, because some of it still says web mention. Oh, really? Well, um, he used some of the ideas from other plugins and matched them up. Mm Mm-hmm. So some of the code actually did come from some of the other plugins. So I'm very familiar with it because I contributed to some of it. Yeah, or at least I've read through it once or twice. Well, it depends on which line you're talking about. Um, But because there's a bunch of stuff in there, for example, um, parse MF2, which is a... which is part of the post kinds. Mm Mm-hmm is in there. Um, so basically a lot of the, there are a bunch of functions that came from other plugins in the indie web universe. Some of which I, again, did contribute to, and some of which I'd actually like to rewrite. Um, so the author of that, um, I commented that at some point I'd like to try to rewrite the parser that's built into Postkinds into an independent library that could be in, pulled into something else. So right now it's sort of not really designed to be modular, but I'd probably try to make it a little more so. Yeah. No, I remember when WordPress was taking the, um, was it the press this for press this out? You were thinking about doing that. So there's just a pin in that for the time being. Well, I haven't seen anybody really be interested. You know, when I thought that somebody was going to be contributing to press this outside of WordPress, Mm -hmm. now I figured, okay, there's going to be activity, but the last commit was November of last year. Was it that late? Wow. Well, basically, that was just the version that um, put the bookmarklet back in. Yeah. I was going to say, I know there was a bunch of talk and... They just said, let's go ahead and put the bookmarklet back in so that people can quit yelling at us. And nothing's happened since. And, and there have then, been no commits. Yeah. Now, admittedly, there are two um, pull requests, including one that um, updates the parser. There's one that util- um, a pull request to utilize REST API endpoints instead of admin AJAX. Mm-hmm. There are 31 issues filed but I didn't feel like anybody was really working on the project. Yeah. 
So, Which was a tough thing because it seemed like there were even for as few people who were using that functionality which I think was the stated reason for taking it out in the first place, or at least part of it, in addition to the security of using JavaScript bookmarklets. Um, but I thought that at least there was enough out, outcry and hemming and hawing that somebody would step up and say, hey, let's, this does need a little more love. Let's give it some some work and spruce it up. Well, it's, I don't know, the reason like why... When I when I talked about it to the person who was responsible for the spinoff, um, he basically said, "When I said, well, why don't we get the parser part back into WordPress and leave the bookmarklet part and the the rest of it as a plugin?" Mm-hmm. People agreed that that would probably be worth it, but the suggestion was, "Why don't you update the one in the plugin first? Yeah, and you know, to which my answer was, "Okay." And then I saw that there wasn't very much interest. I'm thinking of going the other way. Build it as a library and then try to get that library. Mm-hmm. And, you know, build something else with it. Which may make, well, that may make more sense too as well. Yeah, well, the library could use a rewrite because right now it's using a whole bunch of regular expressions and I may want to move to a different way of doing it. I hear good things about XPath. Hmm which I don't know very much about except what it's used for and how it handles documents because I've done a little playing with it, it would be a good excuse to learn how to do that. Yeah. And basically start pulling things out of there in a more effective way. Set up a library and then see if I can get it adopted. Yeah. And that would also help out the micro-sub effort anyway, so. And I have a lot of ideas about how I'd like to improve that library. Especially considering rel alternate would make it so that PHP MF2 would not necessarily be a dependency. Only, not, only an yeah. optional dependency. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. In the meantime, I also have a bunch of things I want to do with location. I keep adding issues about ideas that I might want to pursue in the future. Well, I know you've had a long-term itch for locations and things like venues. I still haven't gotten to venues. Which I know must be, and it has to burn you up even more when you're taking big international trips. Well, to some degree. There's, well, no, there's every project I learn something new. And every project makes me want to go back and redo certain things. So there's a big uh, post-kinds project that I've already designed, but I have, I have to finish my current project before I can build. And what's the, what's the post-kind? It'll annoy you. Huh? It will annoy you. Of course it will. I'm going to break something. Uh Oh, what do you, so what do you get? What are you planning on breaking? So that as I, as I'm tinkering around, I can know, know the breaking changes is coming. Well, it involves uh, one of the th- ideas that I have for possibly integrating with Gutenberg or possibly not integrating with Gutenberg, but either way it'll set up for that. Mm-hmm. I want to rewrite the code that defines postkinds to basically include all of the properties that the postkind supports, um, basically based off of 
what was that project? It was, uh, I think it was Microformat Schema that somebody came up with. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember that. It was basically a definition of all of the possible properties of any given microformat. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to basically use that to generate the user interface and the output. So I would say what the properties were of an RSVP versus the properties of a like. And then the system would, in theory, look at those properties and then generate the correct boxes yeah. or interface based on that data. Which would mean it would make it really easy for new kinds to be created or modified. Yeah. So it just means I have to go back and change all my chicken data. Well, it would work the same way. It would just match up. It would work the same way. It would just be more of the same. Yeah. I don't think that would annoy me too much. Well, I never promised that uh, that filter that I put in that would allow you to add additional ones would always work exactly the same way. Yeah. But likely I'd create a registration function where you would just run a function with your array and it would just load it into the system. So it would look a lot like the registration functions that are built into WordPress to begin with. Mm Mm-hmm. I always steal other people's work when I can. Well, I, you know, that's always the, that's always one of the givens. I find every six months, if you, if you close your eyes for a few minutes, Aaron Parecki won't sit down and build some big, massive edifice that suddenly, you know, helps thousands of people out all at once. And it was something you were probably going to build yourself, but now you don't need to because he has. I've borrowed some of his stuff. I've also, written my own, I've also written my own version. Yeah. But with this, it's just because every time I, I want to code one of these things, I have to do a whole bunch of custom coding. I thought in the long term it would be better if I take a page from what I seem to do all the time and what I have picked up from other people as well, which is to start separating out the pieces so that each piece handles its own part. Mm-hmm. So one piece defines the structure of a post kind. Another piece handles turning that into an interface to enter in data. And then a third piece takes that data and renders it. Well, it's, it's nice to be able to move all those pieces of data back and forth and not only have them interoperate within an ecosystem like WordPress, but well, even outside of it. Well, I think that works for everything. That's uh, the same idea that Aaron came up with for Microsub, which took the rendering part and the actual interface and separated them out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what Brian Barrett does with Bridgie and all of his other things, Granary. His entire thing is bridging two things together. Yeah. That's how we had that, uh, we had that whole conversation And so, well, what, I named the podcast after what I'd been referencing in that regard. Yeah. By the way, you you can still find that book. Oh yeah, it's out there. Yeah. In fact, I don't know if you followed the the, the train or the trail, but uh, and I, I don't know if it's actually Gordon Corman himself or some corporate PR, but uh, I, I did have a little bit of back and forth with him on trying to bring some of those older titles back into his. Oh, did you? 
is catalog and print. I, we, I still have to go back, circle back around to the conversation to finish it off because there's. But you can order them think, in Canada. I don't know if you can get them in the U.S. I think I think some of the issue is uh, they don't have digital or digitized copies, or even you know PDF copies of some of his older works. Well, so it literally means somebody has to sit and retype the entire work back in to create it in a digital form. Uh, but I think it would be worth the investment. Yeah, I think there's some uh, there's some OCR technology that we can take advantage of that I've used in the past to take authors' works from the '60s and '70s uh, and transfer and translate it into digital format so we can re-release. Well, if you, you know, succeed be- because of if you succeed because of a conversation I had with you in getting those books <laughs> republished. He's got at least one customer, right? I'd buy it. Even though I still have a paperback copy, I would buy it just as a matter of support. Yeah. But, so as a, but bridge all the things was just at least, I believe that was, that is the um, slogan of bridging. Why it's almost should be, you know, the slogan of the entire indie web just to bridge all the things. Cause in some sense, all, that's what we're doing. Well, we all try to do it in parts. We try to connect everything together so everything works as seamlessly as possible because none of us want to deal with it not being seamless. Even though yeah. we're even though we're dealing with it, we always seem to think as a group that it's a temporary thing. So while we're on the topic, and I've thought of a two a, two other things I think that have have happened in the last couple of weeks that are interesting. Um, other than that, I think we should uh, congratulate uh, Eddie Hinkle. On the newest, youngest indie webber uh, out there at the moment. Um, but yes, I'm not going to try this time as I have in the past in uh, doing GitHub analogies for the situation. <laughs> it didn't well, work. It didn't work out. I think the while we're talking about bridging things, the you know the one big you know horrible piece of news that I think most of us have known was coming for three months was, you know, Facebook turning off most of the rest of their uh, useful API setup so that, you know, Bridgie in particular no longer works with it. Um, so what's next? Where so do the, go, where do you no, go when, where do you go when you're looking for people who are not tech savvy enough necessarily to try the indie web? Yeah. Well, I, we're making. So this is micro dot blog. You know, micro dot blog is a good place to start, at least, because it'll give you most of what you need for, a, you know, a surprisingly, honestly, reasonable price. Um, but I know the other thing, and I haven't had a chance to try it out. Uh, but Jonathan Lacour, in the last two weeks, has built project called ditch book yeah i saw that um i haven't tried it out either and i've you know i've been waiting for a while i've wanted to hate quit facebook so many times in the last year and a half that is just just not funny but i've honestly i've been waiting for them to have better or stronger forms of data export so that when i do export my data i can actually do something useful with it 
Um, and apparently they have been making some small and subtle changes to make that a little better in the last few months, although I think it's probably far from as useful as many would like. But simple product projects like DitchBook that will take your Facebook export and allow you to do something somewhat useful with it. Um, and I think using M Micropub as the backbone for making that import and export an easy thing. In fact, actually, the, the real alternate piece we talked about earlier becomes an even more valuable piece for things like that when you can have a more uh, a higher fidelity export of particular types of data that you can then re-import somewhere else uh, makes it even more valuable. Um, but I, to my knowledge, I think Jonathan's wife's Facebook data is the only piece that anyone has tried to export from Facebook and then re-import into another another third-party system. And in his case, he used micro.blog. And it, you know, honestly, it looks that looks pretty sharp and and well done. So, uh, I I want to start tinkering around with it sometime in the next week or two, but I just need to find some time to be able to pull it off. Oh, me too. I'm going to be very busy. But I think that's you know one of the big pieces of news that has happened in the last couple of weeks that we've otherwise missed, but should at least mention. Well, here's the question I'm going to ask you is this. I asked to do one final recording before I left, even though it's possible that I might record with you while I'm abroad. So I'm going to ask you to predict, since uh, you've described yourself as the president of my fan club. Yes. So what do no, you think? What do you, um, I'm due back into the United States a month from tomorrow, September 6th, give or take. Yep. Uh, what do you think I will have accomplished IndieWeb-wise in 30 days? Probably more than any 10 other people would expect. I'm going to You'll, go back with, I have nothing I have nothing to do during this time other than work on the IndieWeb and work on my job. My guess is... There is nothing I want to see nearby. Other than three unit tests that you really want to do, you'll finish up the rest of the project you're working on right now. You'll probably make a, you'll make at least one quick pass through the five other pieces or plugins that you're working on, and get rid of some of the small little picayune issues. Uh, my guess is once most of this is done, and in fact, I think the number of people having issues with indie auth related pieces has dropped precipitously, other than one or two people who are having their headers entirely stripped out of requests, uh, which typically is a, a hosting issue. Uh, I think most of the indie auth stuff has been cleaned up. Well, I still have fact, some more stuff I want to do. But, I was going to uh, say, I, even in the last two weeks, a lot of that's been cleaned up enough that I can now use uh, indiebookclub.biz 
works pretty well. I've gotten Own Your Swarm, which I'd had problems with for ages, I think is mostly working. Are you using um, the JSON or the form encoded version? Uh, the JSON version. Okay. There's still that should question. We, should we be using the other? Uh, no. Uh, but it was pointed out to me that there was one little problem. If oh, you read, the, yeah. if, well, if you read the documentation, uh, there's something that I really didn't consider. If you use the JSON encoded version, then you need a media endpoint. If you do, if you routinely take pictures attached to your, mm-hmm. um, so there will be a media endpoint shortly, but as of now, there is not. Therefore, that doesn't work. It doesn't work, but yet somehow I'm getting photos in those posts. Only if it ha- if the photo happens asynchronously afterwards, and then it's sent as an update. Uh, no, I'm getting getting photos are showing up. I think, I, yeah, I'm almost dead certain photos that I take before the check in or at the check in are showing up. Well, if it properly. comes back, if it comes back as a URL. Oh, and that that may be the case. I need. I haven't looked on some of those. I haven't looked at the. Uh... No, then it's side loaded. Um, although I did just uh, do some work on the side loading code. So my guess is you make it the the full tour around the five or six plugins, fix some of the little petty issues, and then the the really the next question is you know do you start hacking away at something like microsub. You know, do you work on venue support? We'll see. Or, you know, one of the myriad 400 other itches, you know. Well, I don't know if Microsub by itself, for me, is a primary thing, but I might work on the library and Postkind so that it could be used as part of that project. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you may sit down and immerse yourself into the craziness that is Gutenberg. And then yep. you come up with a solution that makes Gutenberg, you know, totally useless because you've come up with something better. I am avoiding Gutenberg for as long as possible. <laughs> People keep asking me what my Gutenberg plan is. I don't have one. <laughs> it's called the um, Headless WordPress with Micropub. That might be it. And with with rel alternate on your plate, you know it's foregone conclusion. I don't know. I was waiting for Matthias to get to it first. <laughs> I think at one point he said that I should give somebody else a chance. Well, he hasn't done it yet, so it yeah. depends on what what's what I feel like doing when I come out of this. But either way, it is getting late here, so I think this was a nice uh, only 47-minute podcast as opposed to our usual hour-and-a-half to three-hour podcast. So maybe we should adjourn. We haven't made three hours yet, have we? I'm joking. Usually an hour-and-a-half to two hours. I was going to say, it seemed like maybe an hour and 15 minutes is the max. but No, we've gone over an hour-and-a-half on several occasions. I think if we if we try to aim for under an hour, people will be happy. 
there you go. But it's a nice well, conversation we where we can talk about what's going on and what we're thinking of doing. So I have to ask you, what do you think you'll accomplish in the next 30 days? Oh, that's a good question. You should write about it. I should too. I should journal all this. Well, I have been, uh, one thing I have been working on that's interesting, maybe more more to me than necessarily to others, but uh, Greg McVary is teaching a, you know what, it's a, a graduate course, but essentially it amounts to creating an indie web presence for teachers who are going to be teaching students. Um, but he's teaching the class and it's an open class. So anybody can kind of jump in and do bits and pieces or all or nothing, but it's, there's some interesting conversations at least that are going on within it, but I'm taking it the time to use it as a test case. And I, I'm sure there have been others in education have been using things like with known, uh, to teach and run courses that are taking advantage of things like web mentions. But I've been using it as a kind of ongoing uh, test example of how one could run an educational course in an indie web way, in a totally open pedagogy way, um, using things like web mention and other various I have to ask him how the students are reacting to that. So it's, I, I think there's a little bit of a technical hurdle for some. And they're, you know, by the time the three weeks of the class have come, I think most of them will have kind of figured it out and have things working. But the other thing I'm doing in a very kind of concerted sense while I'm doing it is, trying to post and interact with all the content he's put up and generating in such a way that what I'm doing becomes an example for the other students who are in the class to be able to do the same thing. So it becomes a, hey, I see how he's doing it. What is he doing? How is he doing it? How can I do that too? And then ideally they'll all turn around and as teachers themselves will then kind of remodel this type of interaction and interactivity for their own classes off in the future. So it's been an interesting, and I've probably been spending more time this last week doing that than I probably have time to. Uh, But I think it's an interesting and useful enough use case and kind of test bed and example for how this could be done that it's worth doing. So the next, at least the next two weeks, I'll continue on with this little mini experiment. And my apologies to anybody who's reading my fire hose, you know, RSS feed that, you know, probably half of my posts lately have been related to this particular course and hopefully things will die down. But, you know, what were you doing consuming my full RSS feed anyway? Which RSS feed would you recommend I consume? Um, you know, unless you're interested in every single thing I read or bookmark 
or every place I check in, you know, and God knows nobody wants to really check into everything. I think the, the, the two feeds that cover most of like the substantive stuff, um, my articles feed and probably my replies feed are the two more interesting content dense feeds. And then, you know, if you want to see photos or other bits and pieces and, you know, obviously the, the podcast feed is the best thing on the planet. Um, well, I have to do more. I have to do more with that too. You know, or if you're, you know, interested in what I'm reading, you know, or my, what I call my focast, although I haven't been listening to as many podcasts lately, I need to be playing some serious catch up. My commute times during the summer have gone down precipitously. So I'm not listening to as much audio in the car as I was, but I'm sure that you'll catch up and I'm sure that soon you'll be putting that into a micro sub channel so that you can keep track of it somewhere, somehow. Yeah. Well, there's another one, uh, the whole following project in regards to vouch. Oh yeah. There, yeah. The other half of vouch it's sitting there calling your name. So you say, well, it would be vouch, well, still, vouch still isn't in web mention. So. Yeah. Um, that reminds me, I have to go fix something because I'm waiting on one answer. Well, I think the, even though there are only a handful of other partial implementations of vouch or people who are either sending it or receiving it, but not both, uh, just the fact that WordPress itself might be able to do both. Well, right now, I only I only did receiving, and the the number of people who are using WordPress as an indie web solution would you know immediately mean there's lots and lots more people, uh, at least within that system that are using it, and I, I you know. I always have this personal dream that web mention will go into WordPress core sooner rather than later. Still trying. And the f- having a, a full implementation of both vouch. And if this rel alternate idea works out as well and gets us over the hump of allowing it to work for everything that's out there, you know, those, those two, I think are the, will create a, a, a fastening of things, you know, the ball start, the snowball has, you know, started rolling down the hill where there's a bunch of people pushing it. But I think we're getting to the edge of the, the big slope and then the snowball will take off from there. Well, let's see what I come up with. And then, I know it's know. getting late here, so I'm going to suggest we. Once again, we're just under the hour mark. Oh, there we go. Okay, so by the time you you know parse things down and take out a couple silences, well, maybe even end up under fifty minutes. I don't think we were that silent, <laughs> but I'm a little better a little earlier in the evening. I slow down as the night gets later. So yeah, there you I'm go. gonna wrap up for the evening, go to bed, and try again tomorrow. 
Sounds good. Well, I'm sure I will see you in chat, but on behalf of everyone else, have a, a safe and happy flight. And we'll catch you later in the week in Manila. I work in the airline industry, and I don't know if even I can say happy flight. <laughs> I make oh, a joke. Um, air travel is much more is mu- is a much more glorious experience on the ground than it is in the actual reality of it. Uh, yeah, but no, we'll see. I've never been on Cathay Pacific. Could be fun. I've heard good things. Yeah, and I've never been to Hong Kong for the two hours I'm going to be there in between flights. Well, may you know, I haven't tried out my new passport. That could be good. Well, just remember to get out every now and then and see see a little bit of the local culture. Oh, I am. I'm going to visit the SNR membership warehouse. It's the Philippines' answer to Costco. That sounds like fun. Yeah, I want to become a member. <laughs> I'm, I'd be the first member of my family to join an international warehouse club instead of just a domestic one. There you go. You could use it as your ID. You need just as much ID to get one. I always remember, um, you know, the, in the Big Lebowski, I actually have had a friend come and visit me from New York, and he wanted to go to Ralph's so that he could get a Ralph's card to use as his ID because he was so enamored of the Big Lebowski. Did that reference, work? In the reference of having a Ralph's c- club card as his, you know, form of identification was... You know, so, you know, instead of going to uh, Universal Studios, we took a trip to the local Ralph's and got him a Ralph's club, club card. Well, I'll send you a picture of my SNR membership warehouse card if I actually successfully get one. Sounds good. Well, and by that time, you'll have a hopefully a media endpoint up and running. You'll be able to check in and take a photo of it. Well, I don't need a media endpoint for that, but I already have one. There you go. You can have one too. And you get a media endpoint. And you get a media endpoint. And you... all right. Now we're getting slap happy. Yeah. It's the lateness of the hour. Turn it off. We'll call it a night. Okay. And, uh... This concludes episode number nine. Let's see how weird we are in episode number ten. All right, guys. <laughs>